Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 125 of Parenting in Real Life. Hola. Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. So today, our Parenting in Real Life moment is one that Alan experienced. It is true. So I've been taking our kids on bike rides and most of the three oldest are really good at bikes. And so we've been going to this little gully by our house and it has a little mountain bike trail through it that includes like some bank turns and some small jumps. And Jack was really jealous. Our fourth was jealous that he didn't get invited on these bike trips. So one morning I told him, okay, I'll take you. But the older kids still wanted to come and they talked us into going in the gully. And I thought it would be fine. And it wasn't. <laughs> um, so Jack was going down the first hill and it wasn't a huge hill, but it was a pretty, I mean, it was decently steep and had kind of a ravine next to it. And so he's going down the hill. I'm like, Jack, slow down, slow down. And he starts dragging his feet. I was like, no, Jack, use the brakes. He's like, I don't know what that is. And then rolled into the little ravine. Didn't end up over, landed on a bush right between three tumbleweed though. So we feel like it was a blessing because he could have landed on any of the tumbleweeds. Did come up with a pretty bad bloody nose, and so I had to stop his nose from bleeding. Didn't have anything with me, obviously, and then still had to finish the rest of the ride. But he did pretty good. Yeah. He finished. He came home. He's like, I got a bloody nose on our bike ride. And I thought, like, I didn't, I don't know why I didn't think he fell. I was like, oh, are you okay? Like, I thought, like, he just got a bloody nose somehow. And then Alan afterwards, like, oh, no, he fell. (laughs) Yes. Wrecked it pretty good. So that was a proud parenting moment. So... Fun with bike rides. So today we have a video for you with Siri Payne, who was my life coach. And she is awesome. She's been on our podcast before. And she is one of the most organized people you ever meet in your whole life. And she is talking about schedules, but I love her take on schedules. It's not what maybe you think it is where you need to have, you know, your day all planned out and go, go, go. You know, she has a lot of options for you. And she breaks it up into age groups. So we've got... Younger, if you have younger children, if you have elementary to middle school children, and then for high school and even older kids that you might have in your home. So she has a lot of great advice, some really good tips and ideas for you. So we hope you enjoy this video with Siri. It is great. And at the end, we will come back and share a couple of things that we're doing that either do or do not align with whatever she says. Hi, my name is Siri Payne with Siri Payne Coaching. As a current time management business strategist coach for busy entrepreneurs and a past special education teacher, I often get asked questions such as, should I have a summer schedule or what should my summer schedule look like for my family? Well, I often give them answers that aren't a yes or a no, what they should or shouldn't do. It's more of a series of questions to think through, and I'd like to offer them for you as well. The question I ask them, and I'm offering it to you as well, is do you have goals or do you have items that you want to do consistently or that you want to get done at some point in the summer, either specifically on a day, week, just maybe by the end of the summer? If your answer is yes, then I really would encourage you to create a schedule to make sure that you know when you're going to do those things. Another question I often ask them is, why do you want a schedule? 
right? And then I get answers maybe as like, I just want to be able to stay on track. I don't want to forget about the important things that I want to get done. Um, When I have a schedule, I feel a little more organized or I feel more calm or peaceful. They might throw in a feeling that they feel when I have a schedule. And then I might ask them, why do you not want to schedule, right? Why are you asking me this question? Why are you resisting it? And they may say things like, I don't want to feel trapped. I don't want to feel like I don't have choices. They may say things like, I want to have freedom or I want just an easy go with the flow type of summer. So the answer to both of those questions will help you know what you want from your schedule and why you want that schedule so that you can create a schedule based on your answers for you. So many people, as I have talked with them, often look forward to a summer that create feelings such as laid back, or they say they want a simple summer. They want to feel relaxed, right? They want to feel some freedom or fun. So make sure how you want to feel this summer is reflected in the schedule that you created. When you create a schedule, make sure you put on it the what and the how you want to accomplish things, but also in a way that supports how you want to feel on your way to accomplishing them. When I say the word schedule, I don't mean that every single hour and every single minute of the day is documented and written down. I don't mean that your schedule should create a list of a mile long of all the things that you want to accomplish. When I say the word schedule, what I mean is something that is meant to motivate you, something that's meant to inspire you and help you stay on track to the things that you want to accomplish. A schedule should not feel restrictive. I really believe it shouldn't feel overwhelming. And if it is, we might want to check into that. But a schedule should allow us to feel like we have choices because a schedule simply is writing down your choices ahead of time. That's all it is. If someone is wanting to create a summer schedule, I help them create what I call flexible schedule, right? If you are ready to create a schedule, let me share some ideas with you based on, I kind of broke them out on different age groups. So I believe that children as early as two or three can really benefit from some type of schedule. So it's really never too late or too early to start creating one. Cause I also believe that some of our adult teens or our children that still live under a roof can also create some benefits from a schedule. At the age of like two or three, you could start with a schedule, but in this age range, it can be as simple as planning out one activity for each day. And I really include it to be simple, right? Do the same thing like every Monday and then the same thing every Tuesday. For example, like Monday could be library or craft days, right? Tuesday could be lunch in the park. Wednesday could be play dates with friends or a pool day and so forth, right? You may want to ask your children for inputs of things that they would want to do so that they can be just as excited about the schedule as hopefully you are. A schedule at this age could also be as simple as just planning on which certain days you're going to go and have lunch outside or planning what time you're going to go on walks every day or what time you'll go to the pool every day or maybe even read books together. I really encourage you to make the schedule visual and at this age, you know, with pictures, it really provides accountability on your end, but also for your children, it provides anticipation. It provides them something to look forward to, maybe for both them and you, something to work towards too, right? If you know that thing is coming up, you may want to work on getting the other things that you would like to do done so that you can enjoy that activity. Also, it helps to develop some consistency with which I believe that children really thrive on that consistency. 
Kids this young can also have a chore added to their daily schedule if you desire. Children as young as two or three, I always start off having them do the what we call at our house, the light switches and the doorknobs. This is simply taking like a baby wipe or a Clorox wipe and have them wash and clean those high contact areas in your home. And for most of us, it's light switches and doorknobs. I also started them having like maybe collecting trash cans. They could either dump them in a larger can or maybe you help them. And then they have the job to put them back where they got them. Anything using a squirt bottle, washing windows, washing your bathtub. Kids love to be able to use a squirt bottle. You could also have them fold like bathroom towels, kitchen towels, match socks, anything like that, that they can help out with the laundry. You could actually have them also maybe empty the dishwasher in you know some capacity or like setting or clearing the table. So when you assign chores on specific days to be completed, it really builds their confidence. It builds their feelings of being useful and being needed, which we all want. It allows them to make a contribution to the family and it really enhances their self-esteem. In the elementary and junior high age range, the concept of scheduling, keeping a flexible schedule in mind, maybe consider creating a list of things that you would like them to get done every day. The flexible part is that you give them options. As parents, I believe it's really wise to set expectations, to set some guidelines, and then give our children the freedom to make choices and decisions within those guidelines. You might decide to give them options of completing their list when they want during the day or in whatever order they want to do them in. You might give them a list of chores or tasks for the week, and it doesn't matter when they get done as long as they get done on a certain day every week that you decide, maybe by Saturday at a certain time or whatever works best for your family. You might even consider asking them how they would like to have these expectations structured in their lives, right? This gives them options. It gives them the input. And that really gives them the buy-in, a little bit of ownership, because then they are able to choose how they want to tackle the expectations and do it in a way that works for them. Another bonus of a schedule. If you are consistent, you can use it as a reward system. You might be flexible and say something like, here's your task list for today, or maybe they have the same task list every Monday, but you don't care how they do it, when they do it, how they complete it, right? That's up to them. But maybe then you say that when it is finished, right? When your list is finished, then they might get the reward of like screen time or friends or crafts or pull time or whatever it is that they might look forward to. This again, provides incentives to get their task list completed so that they can do some of the things that they look forward to. Again, make this visual, right? So that they can see what's expected of them. And so it helps to keep them on track. The visual schedule also though, as a bonus for us parents, it helps us lessen the mental load. So you don't have to remember the things that they're supposed to be doing and when you don't have to keep reminding them. You can see it on their, on their visual checklist. Okay. As a school teacher, as a mom, I really strongly believe that spending some time in academics in the summer is vital, right? It doesn't have to be rigorous. It just has to be something to keep them from regressing in the skills that they've learned the year before. For kids in this younger age group, you might consider scheduling things like an amount of time of reading every day. And this could be something that they do independently or something that you do as a family. My kids tend to really like a family reading time where we all stopped and read together in the same room. Set time for possibly practicing a skill. This could be something sports related or instrument, practicing an instrument. It could be a skill of like a hobby, such as sewing or painting. 
Also something on their list, you might consider scheduling something academic, as I mentioned before. I usually just chose a skill or a subject that maybe my child struggled in. Maybe it was their weaker of all of their subjects that really allowed them to practice some consistency so they didn't regress. So it may be as simple as like some spelling words every week or math facts. Some years we just bought yearbooks for the grade that they had previously finished already, right? So it's more of a review. It's more of just a checkup on some of the things that they maybe missed that they needed to work on. So it isn't meant to be something rigorous and something to propel them ahead. Also, we did maybe journals where they could have a journal prompt and they just write a paragraph about the answer every day. Anything like that just really keeps their brains thinking and it keeps them active. It keeps a pencil in their hand, which is really important, or it keeps their fingers on a keyboard if that's a skill that you would like to develop. You also might consider amount of time for a physical activity, some kind of intentional movement, whether it be, you know, an exercise or plan to be running a 5k or something like that, that they enjoy could be riding a bike, playing outside, hiking, something of that nature. Then of course, the list could also include a chore and it could include something like a service activity or an act of kindness for the day or for the week. So please don't think that your list needs to have all of these ideas. You can choose a few of them and you can even mix it up. It could be like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we do this kind of part of the list. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, we do this part of the list. Or I often just chose what I wanted from that list for the week or for the summer. And then I just created like a Monday through Thursday, we would do this. And then our Fridays and Saturdays were a little more free to enjoy some of the other things that our family wanted to do. Again, just a caution, please do not try to copy or mimic someone else's schedule because they don't have the same desires, the same needs, or the same children that you have. All right, let's talk about children ages 14, maybe on up. In our home, we followed the same type of schedule as above, but we just modified it for the needs of our children. When my children were between the ages of like 14 and 15 and a half, 16, but they weren't really able to have a steady summer job, right? They weren't quite that age. They took an online class for their academic part and for their learning a skill part. And they took this online class through their school district, which allows them then to have credit for that class towards their graduation. And there are many classes to choose from. So don't think that there's just a few. There's a lot. Online classes, of course, helps keeps their mind active and motivated. It gave them a responsibility. And the bonus for that is it allowed them to take more classes than on their junior and their senior year of high school that counted towards college because they had all the high school credits they needed by the time that they were that age. Online classes are very flexible, so they can still do them and still be involved in like sports camps, be involved in some odd jobs, you know, babysitting, lawn, washing cars, things like that. They can still be very active and have family vacations or attend like church or local neighborhood camps without feeling overly scheduled. As you create a schedule, I also encourage you to anticipate the obstacles that you might run into or the areas of the summer that you think will be most difficult and try to solve them before they even deter your project or your progress. For example, if breakfast or lunch is something that you might find as an obstacle, consider doing like easy breakfast or lunch options. You can even consider assigning a child one of the tasks to create, you know, make breakfast or lunch as something that they do to help develop a skill on their task list. If a lunch is something that you might dread, consider buying simple lunch items that they can warm up or cook easily or teaching them the skill of packing their own lunches. I hope that you feel a little more comfortable and confident answering that question for you. You should have a schedule. And if so, what do you want it to look like? If you have any questions or insights, 
that you are thinking about as you are considering creating what your summer schedule might look like, please feel free to come find me on Instagram at Siri Pain Coaching and connect with me. Guys, I promise there's truly nothing more that I enjoy doing than helping people create schedules that excite, that motivate them and really help them accomplish the things that they desire. Well, we hope you enjoyed those tips from Siri. I thought they were awesome. And also kind of validating. Yeah, we've been thinking about how we want to do summer for the last couple of weeks. And what she said was kind of a lot of things that we were doing. So we felt really great about it. And we did talk about this on last week's. Alexis talked about this on last week's episode. Yep. So we have some of the things we wanted to show you. She talked about having like a visual list. Oh, boy. Yep. So for those of you watching the video, you can see Alexis has made these cool to-do lists. And so this is something Cammie can look at every day. And how are we going to use those? So we are going to give them the time to work on it in the morning between like 8 and noon, I think. So they can do it whenever they want. And we're making it optional, which is what I like what Siri said, like give them the choice to do this stuff. Right. And so these things are going to get done if they choose to. And then when they do, they get a ticket for each of the items so that they get done. And so like at lunchtime around noon, we'll go through, make sure they did the things that they were supposed to do, give them tickets for each of those things. And then on Saturday, we're going to have a store and they can come cash in their tickets and we're going to do like some of their favorite treats, some just like little things from like a dollar store or five below type thing. Our kids have also, they also are interested in getting just cash. And so we decided that each ticket is going to be worth 10 cents. And so they can cash those in at the end of the week if they just want money to spend. And we live near a gas station. Our kids love to just go to the gas station and get snacks and stuff from there. So when people sell snow cones and whatever, they want to participate in that. So that's what we're going to do to help them get motivated to get these things done in the morning. Mm-hmm. We have tried the books before, like the grade level books that you can get those at Costco. They have not gone well with our kids. <laughs> we didn't have any motivation to do them. Yeah. So maybe if we gave them a ticket for working on it for a while, we'd see different results. Last year we bought a bunch of them and they did not get used. No. So we have a bunch that our kids can use if they choose to this summer. I know Chloe. We also bought the next year's books, but her idea was to buy the last year's books. So yeah. it's just a review. And I like that. They may be more successful if they felt like, oh, I know how to do this and they could zip through it. Yeah. So I think we have most of the books from the kids year before. Yeah. And Chloe did talk about how she would like to keep up on her math skills because she feels like she's not her best at math. And so she wanted to use that book to focus on her math. So we'll see if it happens. But we have those too. Mm-hmm. And then we also have our beautiful calendar behind us. This is our print that's on our website where we do a bucket list and a calendar just to keep track of what we're doing this summer. And I think that also helps with scheduling too, just so you know, like when are you going to be gone? when things are coming up and how, if you do something like her, where you're picking days to, to do certain things, you know, this kind of helps you visually see when you're available and when you can go places and schedule things. So if you would like something like this, this is a two foot by three foot. It's a blueprint. If you get it from office max office depot and it's only $5 on our website. And then I printed this for $3 online. So eight bucks and you have this cool calendar. So definitely check that out on our website. Uh, parentingirlpodcast.com. I also have a link in the show notes and Instagram bio, wherever you are. Good luck this summer. Good luck. Good luck. 
Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Parenting IRL Podcast or find us on our website at ParentingInRealLife.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And a special thanks to our five kids for being kids. <laughs>